This is the Lifting with Lauren podcast, and we are not in video form today. It's been a hot minute since I did a, a podcast episode. <clears throat> I, uh, I had decided over quarantine to try to do podcast episodes, and I was able to do two a week. Um, and obviously I was doing them while I was working out, but, uh, you know, post-quarantine has been uh, in a blessing type of way, uh, fairly busy, so um, haven't been able to record any kind of podcast and also um weird changes uh, so instagram has changed the capability of saving live streamed stuff to your story now you have to save it as an igtv video not really my favorite feature um, it also makes it harder to like screen record the whole thing because i actually wasn't able to save the videos to my phone anyhow um, all of that plus it's just been so busy that um, trying to work out and record a podcast at the same time like I don't have the mental energy for it nor do I have the time so I still want to keep doing this oops shut up phone I do still want to keep doing this um, it's just going to be in this format instead so um, today is going to be a little bit more anecdotal it's not really uh super science-based in the sense that I don't have any research sitting in front of me and I'm not quoting any studies, um, just kind of going off of experience. I kind of wanted to talk about rest and recovery and I never really like spent too much time thinking through this until I guess the past couple of years, uh, particularly the past year. Um, so I'll kind of give some background in, I think it was like November well okay first of all I'm a fairly hyperactive person like I'm involved in all kinds of stuff we've got our own business running we've got multiple facets in the same business I run around like a chicken with my head cut off not necessarily because I have a lot to do but because I'm a busybody which is something that I'm working on also and uh, I have a tendency to add in extra busy tasks or at least I have the mindset that I am busy. For some reason, I live in the I am busy mindset as opposed to um, as opposed to being more structured and, and living by that and, and living in the whole um, law of attraction thing. Like, um, I am not busy. I am on top of what I'm doing. <laughs> Anyhow, so that being in mind, um, I am a very... I live in a very, what would that be, sympathetic state. I always get those backwards. But I am always hyped up um, and I have a hard time turning my brain off. And whenever you run your own business, you do kind of, you, you get what I'm saying. Um, when you run your own business, it's very difficult to check out for the day. I actually was listening to a, another podcast recently, a really good podcast with um, Jordan Syatt and um, James Smith PT. And they were talking about how when you are a, an in-person personal trainer, you can pretty much shut off for the day um, whenever you go home. But if you train online or you do a lot of business online, you don't really shut off for the day. You're kind of on 24-7 drive. So it's been really important for me to make those, those boundaries for myself. Anyhow, so starting in um, November of 2018, which is the same year that um, my husband and I got married, toward the end of the year, um, I got a head cold. And I normally get head colds by, like, first it's a scratchy throat, then it's like my head gets stuffy, and then it, like, turns into, like, severe sinus stuff, and then it goes down to my chest, and I get this cough, and it usually lasts 
a week, maybe two weeks, like as far as the residual goes. So it really takes me a long time to get over a cold. And then I got sick again in December. You know, I'm like trying to, I was trying to organize some community events and like, I'm like sick at the event, like trying to get it done, but I just felt awful. And then in January, I got sick again. And then every four to six weeks, I was getting sick. So in like April, I think of March or April of um, 2019 last year, um, you know, I, I had been getting sick for like four or five, maybe six straight months at that point. Um, I guess that would be five months at that point. Um, I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something wrong with my diet. I don't really feel that strong. Um, so I, in all of my nutritional wisdom, <laughs> decided to start taking an iron supplement. Sounds great in theory, right? My mom was telling me that when she was giving birth to my brother, she had a lot of blood loss and they were telling her that if she didn't, her iron didn't come up quickly, she was going to um, have to stay in the hospital. So she got my dad to go get her a bunch of iron pills and she started taking them like crazy. She's always told me the story. What she never told me was that the doctor warned her after her iron levels did come up, he did warn her, hey, you shouldn't do that. That's not safe. So... After like a couple of days of taking the iron supplement, which is 60 milligrams a piece, um, I started to notice like, you know, definitely like defecating regularly, but having um, like green stool, which is obviously not normal unless you're a baby. Um, and then uh, I was like, you know, it's probably a bit much. That means my body's not using all the iron. Let me cut back a little bit. So then I started to take half a pill a day, about 30 milligrams a day. Okay, so I'm doing this every day and then it was like mm, didn't really seem to make a big difference so I was like all right well maybe I'll do like half a pill every other day maybe my body's not clearing it out readily so I started doing that and um, then I started to get like this really weird headache that like wouldn't go away and then I was getting like kidney pain and like really strange things and like the headache to me when it wouldn't go away I was like you know People who have high blood pressure sometimes get headaches like this. I usually get a headache for like a few hours and it goes away. This was nonstop. So I'm like, okay, well, the only thing I've done differently is I started taking this iron pill. So I started to look up um, the side effects of taking excess iron. Well, apparently, a menstruating woman, a woman who menstruates regularly, and especially due to like, you know, blood loss and whatnot, should be consuming a, a roughly 18, 18 milligrams of iron a day maximum um and the, and basically the only reason you should ever supplement is if you have blood work done and it shows in your blood work that your iron is low did i have blood work done no i didn't uh, i just decided that it would be smart to supplement with iron with 60 freaking milligrams a day that was a very bad idea and apparently it can you can have really really bad side effects from taking too much iron and i guess i was at the tip of the iceberg there so um i stopped taking it immediately um, still didn't solve the problem. Every month, every four to six weeks, sometimes even more frequently, every three weeks, I would get sick. In May of that year, May of last year, had a really painful and over-the-top menstrual cycle. Um, my husband and I both caught something and got really sick. Um, not like, like I had a head cold that month too, but I also had some bad GI distress and all of that and like going to the bathroom a lot, like feeling totally normal except for that. Um, yeah, it was really strange. It was almost like, 
like you hear stories about people who catch bacteria and like they have a lot of issues like in their colon and whatnot like the like the like the um it's like sometimes people take antibiotics and it kills off their good bacteria in their colon and like in my mind I'm conceptualizing like is that what's happening to me is like something wrong with like my gut bacteria like what is wrong with me because I felt somewhat normal other than I was really lethargic and I had to go to the bathroom almost like I don't know being on a detox (laughs) which is why you really shouldn't do detoxes um so that was really strange and I felt like I never really I didn't really recover well that month and then it was still same thing sick every three four five six weeks um same symptoms um I had other people around me who were going through the same stuff but it was like now it's going on eight months nine months ten months um it got to august so we're looking at like 10 months here and nine months here and um i was like all right oh i actually um around that time i think uh, a little before that i i decided okay adding an iron supplement's not good let me add a greens supplement so i did add that and it seemed to help a little bit um you know maybe i kind of like overall felt better but i was still getting sick um so then in august i got blood work done I decided, you know what, I want to get to the bottom of this. If I go to a doctor, I've, I'm going to be honest, I've had um, bad experiences with lots of doctors where I go to the doctor and I'm like, hey, something's wrong with me. And they're like, eh, no, nothing's wrong with you. <laughs> so I don't like people telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. So I didn't go to the doctor uh, right away. I actually, I decided I wanted my own blood work done. So I went through a company called Life Extension and you can select your own blood panel. So they have pre-made blood panels where it's like, hey, they're gonna test for these blood markers um, or these blood markers, you know, whatever, based on the the panel that you choose. So I chose the one called the weight loss panel. Obviously not because I'm trying to lose weight. I'm actually trying to gain weight and I have been for a while, but um, it has a lot, lot of different stuff. Like, so your generalized blood markers, like your cholesterol levels, your sugar levels. It also checks your um, estrogen and derivatives of that um, levels, your cortisol, things like that. You know, like stress levels. Um, it also checks certain markers, like um, sometimes, uh, I can't remember the name of the marker, but there's one where it gets elevated if you've been sick. I was literally getting over an illness right before I got the blood work done. But anyhow, so I ordered this blood test. It was like a hundred and something dollars. I took the blood test. I took the, the orders with me, went to LabCorp, and they were able to do it right there. So I just bypassed insurance altogether and paid for it myself because I wanted it done. Um, they gave me my results within like, I think 10 days. And I looked at it. And according to what I was reading, overall, everything was like in the ranges. So it was all considered normal. But, you know, having a medical professional look at it is a different story. So my cousin is a registered nurse. I had her look at it. Obviously, I'm like bypassing the system here. Had her look it over. She said, actually, you're really, really healthy. She said, and your potassium is really good, too. So there was literally nothing in my blood work that signified in in her eyes um, that there was something wrong with me, which not gonna lie kind of ticked me off (laughs) because I like I want to get to the bottom of this I want to know why I keep getting sick I don't understand it like even my stress level indicators are not high why would they not be high if it is a stress related thing because that's what started to surface in my mind so um I was like all right uh, I guess I need to start seeking other medical professional help so I set up an appointment with um, my gynecologist I hadn't gone to a gynecologist since I've been married so I went there she checked me out, had me take care of a couple things, so a couple medications, things like that. But other than that, no issues. Um, so that's August, and then September, got sick again. October, November, December, 
January, every month, every month like clockwork. And then I think in February I got sick twice. Um, and at the same time, especially starting in November, there were a lot of our clients and students who were getting like really, really sick. They were getting some really weird like flu variation where um, they had like really bad earaches and whatever. It doesn't really sound like it was coronavirus, even though a lot of them think that it was. Um, I think it was something else. And some people are suggesting maybe it was like H1N1, which they don't test for right now. Um, but they all got this really weird flu bug where they had some bad earaches and all kinds of crazy like lung stuff. Um, it was almost like pneumonia in nature. So it made me think, you know, maybe I have walking pneumonia and I don't realize it. Like I get this heaviness in my chest, you know, whatever. One thing I did start to realize at the beginning of this year and end of last year is um, one thing was that I definitely take in too much caffeine. Um, you know, getting like a little bit jittery and I, I was like living in that state where I was constantly jittery. Um, that didn't help. I've had heart palpitations in the past, but they don't, they come infrequently. Um, and then it was getting to the point where it was like, like a tightness, like in my lungs and in my chest, which was the reason I was like, oh my God, maybe it's walking pneumonia. I don't know. Um, but then I was like, well, maybe it is the excess caffeine. I mean, I, when I was in high school, I actually avoided caffeine altogether. I, um, actually was afraid that the caffeine was giving me, um, acne breakouts. I don't know that there's actually any research to prove that, but that's what I thought. So I never drank caffeinated drinks when I was in high school. If my friends and I would go out, we would actually go and I would, uh, I would usually get like a Sprite or something cause it's decaffeinated or I drink sweet tea cause it has very little caffeine. Um, so yeah, um, I had avoided it for so long and then ever since I've been lifting I've been taking pre-workouts and then past year or so I'll, I'll drink like an energy drink like a bang energy which is like 300 milligrams of caffeine you know whatever um so this year I was like okay maybe the caffeine is a little bit high so I started to cut back on that um decided to not buy pre-workouts anymore um you know trying to like get away from that I started doing um Gatorade and I started supplementing with creatine instead um, so Gatorade and creatine are my kind of my pre-workout things. Um, I also began to realize like that, um, obviously I know that I'm not eating enough and on certain days I would log my meals and on really bad days, I was only getting in seven to 900 calories. I mean, I was just that much of a busybody that I, I was, I was getting in next to nothing. Now, granted, um, there is obviously a margin of error there. And I always tell this to my clients, um, there, there's a chance that I, maybe I was missing some stuff in my logs, but um, the numbers were pretty low and I'm a very active person. So, um, that's really low. So there was that. And, um, I think, uh, you know, not taking in enough food. I also realized that obviously in your energy levels plummet. So if I don't take in enough food, um, then I get really tired. If I get really tired, I want to take in caffeine. Um, keep in mind too, that caffeine is an addictive substance and, um, I cannot, say with certainty that I necessarily have an addictive personality per se. Some people are genetically more addicted, uh, more of an addicting type person than others. But I have had a um, little personal background. I've had addictive, um, um, uh, what would the word be? Mm, tendencies in the past. Um, I had some issues with codependency, which is, is a type of addiction. And I actually went through a 12 step program on my own. I didn't get to go um, with a group or anything, but I did go through a 12 step book um, because I realized that that's, that's an issue of mine. So if you don't know what codependency is, go look it up. It's got some crazy characteristics, but part of it is uh, being a control freak. 
So um, I know that, you know, there are some things there. Now, granted, caffeine is physically uh, is a physical addiction um, and codependency is like a mental, emotional addiction. But still, you know, they could both fall in the same person. Anyhow, that was a rabbit trail. So I realized that um, caffeine is definitely something that I was having some addictive tendencies toward. I felt like I had to have it, even though I didn't. So what I started to do instead was try to make sure I get in enough to eat, basically, like, you know, like a normal healthy human being would do, like a personal trainer should know how to do. Um, So I started um, making sure that I had snacks, making sure that I had, you know, my meals at the right times, um, and also taking in snacks on our karate training nights. That's been a big thing is like four hours back to back of teaching or training, it's, it's a big drain on your system. So, um, yeah, having snacks has been very vital for me there and it's prevented me from having to fall back too much on caffeine. So all of that to say when quarantine started, obviously everyone went into quarantine because they didn't want to catch coronavirus. Um, I had been sick so much over the past, um, 14 months that I was just like, it ain't nothing but a thing. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I don't want to pass it around, but I'm just like, okay, well, I've been sick so much that at this point, I don't even, I don't even know what it's like to not be sick every month. Um, and over those eight weeks, I didn't get sick. That was in, let's see, what was the end of March when we closed down? It's now July 2nd, 2020, and I haven't gotten sick since then. I've had headaches. I've, you know, had my nose run a little bit. I've had like, you know, little, you get little infected sinuses here and there, like nothing major, especially living in Florida and things blooming. Um, But have not actually been full out ill since then. So I'm like, okay. I was getting to the point that I thought maybe I was getting sick from being around all my students so much. I'm pretty hands-on. And so like, for example, my four and five-year-olds class, um, I teach the four and five year olds class, the karate class, and um, those kids are petri dishes. They get sick a lot, and it's because their immune systems aren't developed yet. They're getting into public school. So, when you're first getting into public school, you pass around a lot of illnesses really quickly, and you get illnesses fairly frequently. And there was a lot of kids that were coming in all the time, and they were also sick all the time. And, like, we would even do this thing where before class, in order to calm everybody down, I would have everybody sit on the floor in a circle, and we would talk about our day. So we would say one thing that happened today. Um, I was beginning to think that maybe that proximity had been an issue. Maybe I was catching something from my kids. Uh, I also know, once again, because I'm hyperactive, I touch my face a lot. Um, I'm not really good about that kind of thing, keeping my hands off my face. So, um... I was like, all right, maybe it's just my students. Maybe that's the reason I've been sick all this time, and now quarantine is stopping me from getting sick. Well, um, some pretty cool things happened over quarantine, and I don't want to say this next section without acknowledging some of the many horrible things that have happened over quarantine. I get that there are businesses that went out of business. There are people who were really stressed out. Um, I know that a lot of bad things happened, but I'm going to tell you my experience. Quarantine was one of the best things that could have ever happened to me probably in the past 10 years. Literally, it's probably one of the best experiences I've had. Um, We were able to continue our business. We were able to see what kind of awesome, freaking amazing community we had who rallied behind us and supported us because they want to see our business continue on and they wanted to see us survive. We were able to save a lot of money because, um, you know, we weren't able to be out and about as much. Um, But during that time... What I've always found, like even when I, during summers when I was in high school, I would always use summertime to actually like reflect 
and kind of be quiet and be on my own I actually really I thrived on having those two months of just kind of nothing I was able to sleep in when I was in school I was able to um from so I'm a, a highly spiritual person so for me it was like lots of scripture reading I would do lots of bible studies all that kind of stuff um go to church camp for me it was a nice mental and emotional and spiritual reset um and I haven't had one of those in years right when I got out of um high school I had one more summer and then I went straight into college and I and I went straight through didn't take any summers off you know got one job two jobs three jobs at one at one point so I really haven't had a, a big break in a long time um so this eight weeks allowed me to kind of have that um one thing that I did is um I follow Boss Babe Incorporated on Instagram and I followed them for a while and I really admire them and they did this thing it was like a webinar where they were just talking about the society which is a thing that they do uh it's, it's a, like a it's basically a group for entrepreneurs or people who like are success driven or whatever it's for women um and I was like you know what I've been thinking about joining that for a while I think I'm gonna do it it's not really all that expensive you know I want to join it see what happens and wow like they give you so much stuff so many resources for the amount that you're paying I mean it's unreal um so I was able to start getting into that and one thing that became very apparent is that um and this is not like a, sh a shameful thing but I you know there's there are obviously masculine and there are feminine characteristics to every person um you know whether you're male or female you have some of both and there are certain things that classify as like masculine um characteristics and there are certain things that classify as feminine just an example of that um, if you uh, are someone who is more like the provider type personality, you want to be the one that gives money away or you want to like, you know, you don't really want to accept money, but you want to be one that provides it and gives it and works for it. That's more masculine. A feminine characteristic would actually be more like accepting of money, accepting of gifts, not in a manipulative way, but in, in a gracious, like thankful type of way. So kind of the yin and the yang of, of that one particular example. Um, so I tend to be very like living in masculine, like going, going, going and trying to get things done and not resting, just going balls to the wall all the time. What I began to realize is that I have to take time to be like, I don't want to say that being feminine is selfish. I'm not trying to say that. It's more like self-care, I guess, like taking care of yourself. So not only nourishing and, I'm not sorry, not only nurturing others, but also nurturing yourself. That's more feminine. And I do try to nurture others, but I don't nurture myself. And the eight weeks of quarantine showed me that I don't nurture myself. Um, I was able to take a step back and, um, you know, I'm very like, detail oriented like I live in all of the details and all the busyness and that's part of the reason why I have that mindset like I am busy I have to do stuff um, my husband on the other hand is very much a like globalist kind of person he's not a busy person he takes time to rest he can see the big picture he doesn't necessarily always pay attention to detail which makes me want to punch him in the forehead but that's him but the beauty of it is that because we're so opposite, we mesh well together and we push each other in the areas that we're deficient in. Um, being able to be part of this group that I joined kind of showed me how to take that step back. I'm never going to fully like 
my brain is never going to function fully in that way. But being able to take that step back and take a look at my life and take a look at what's going on, get, giving myself that bird's eye view actually helped kind of calm me down. And it's taught me how to create structure for myself and how to weed things out that don't need to be there. Weed out busy tasks, weed out crap in my house that doesn't need to be here. Get rid of my damn clothes because I have so many freaking clothes in my closet. Um, like that sounds trivial to some people, but to me it is like monumental because I was getting to the point over the past few years with being an entrepreneur with not knowing how to build my business with having no one locally that has gone before me with feeling somewhat like a pioneer but also like I'm completely alone um, it's been overwhelming and you know when you're doing all of that and trying to be creative but then also being a very masculine person where you're like I have to make money in order to survive you get really overwhelmed and there are there are a lot of details there to take in and to sift through and um, I realized that my physical environment my mental environment my digital environment everything was so cluttered literally so cluttered with crap that it was stressing me the hell out that is just way overwhelming there's too much stuff my life is not simple enough. I am good at a lot of things and I want to be involved in a lot of things. But what I realize is that unless I can streamline, structure, uh, schedule, and simplify what it is I am involved in, I will never get to enjoy the whole point of this. And my husband reminds me of this constantly. The whole point of this whole thing is to be able to have a life that I enjoy, to create deep relationships with people, and to be able to spend time with my husband, like to actually spend time with him. I actually wrote this down. I'm going to pull it up real quick to see if I can find it here. Um, where did I put it? Hmm. I wasn't thinking about saying this until just now, and I don't even know where I have this. It was a thought that I had about my goals for this year. Hmm, where is it? Da, 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 da. Look for just one more second here, see if I can find it, because it just kind of popped in my head real quick. Um, basically, it's that this year, I want to spend the year decluttering my life and creating systems and building structure, not to box myself in and be like clockwork, but to instead know that there is like a place for everything and everything has a place, that whole Marie Kondo idea, but also like in my life and in my tasks and to be able to honor the space that has been given to each of those tasks. So like if I, if I schedule every Tuesday at 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. to work on social media, that's what I do on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Now, if for some reason I don't get to do that, then I know exactly which task did not get completed. I don't have to sift through my brain to find it. I know what it was because I know that during that time I was doing something else and that's the time that was allotted for that task. So that's been one thing that I've been focusing on. So creating that structure so that 
I can use my time at work and outside of work to connect with people and create deeper relationships. I've been such a busybody that I really haven't done that. I really have not been that great at, at creating deep relationships with people. I'm I'm good at like saying like, oh, how are you? And like asking questions, but not really engaging with people. And I realize I've been a little bit fraudulent in that way. So I decided that this year, that's the goal. The goal is to stop being so busy, let my mind get clear, keep that structure so that within that structure, I'm able to create deeper relationships with people. Uh, I realize I also have a problem with my memory. Um, I, I don't remember things well, and it's primarily because I don't slow down. Because I don't slow down enough for anything to even go from short-term memory to long-term memory. Um, so a lot of things all kind of wrapped up, but all of that kind of became clear to me over quarantine. And do you know, like I said, since then, I've not gotten sick. And I feel like after like week two and realizing that it was going to be a while before we were able to open, that buzzing that I was getting in my chest all the time from constantly like being on, turned on and like wired and ready to go, that buzzing actually like went down and I slept a little bit better and my mind was a little bit clearer and I didn't like have tons of tasks that I got done. But I had so much time to just kind of sit and just like look at myself and once again see my strengths and weaknesses, but I guess kind of emotionally and mentally recharge and obviously come realize the things that I just said about structure in my life and all that stuff. So um, since then, you know, the first week I, I, I realized over quarantine that I, I definitely need to make sure that I'm structured that I have my schedule on my calendar so that I honor those times so I did that and the first couple weeks I was like it was really going well I didn't feel overwhelmed I didn't feel like anything was over the top um, and then there was some local stuff that I had to be involved in and I really really got stressed out really got overwhelmed and it sent my um I can't say my cortisol levels because obviously, obviously I didn't have blood work done, but it sent my stress levels through the roof and it was really hard to come down from that. And it's been about a month um, since then and it's been really hard the past month to come back down from that high stress level, um, especially like even this week, really, really hard. So one thing that I've implemented over the past month is in addition to keeping my structure, I have structured in rest times for myself. So I decided to schedule um, lunch breaks. So I, I put a lunch break in the middle of each day and I've never had a lunch break before. Never had a job where I had to have a lunch break because I've only had a couple of jobs and they were either at weird hours or I was self-employed so I made my own hours. I decided to once again honor that time, give myself a lunch break and during that lunch break I can do whatever I want. I just can't work. Um, had a hard time with that over the past week and a half, but before that, uh, like the first week and a half of doing it, um, I did a better job of it. So I'm able to work out. I'm able to eat lunch. I can look on my phone. I can do whatever. Um, but I've got that lunch break scheduled in and it's just like a, once again, a recharge in the middle of the day to calm me down, to make sure my mind is right so I can get ready for the second half of the day. That's one thing I've done. The other thing that I've done is um, to make sure that I get enough rest at night. Um, I try to limit my social media use. Plus, social media is no good right now anyway because there's too much crazy stuff going on. 
and it was really stressing me out. So I uh, got, I had, a, had to get a new phone and I realized on my new phone, I can set app timers. So you can actually go into your settings. It's called like a digital wellness or something. You can go in and set timers on your phone and it will not only monitor your general screen time, it monitors how long you use each app. So if you set a timer on the app, once you reach the limit of your screen time, the app shuts off. It turns gray. And the only way that you can um, get more time is you either, um, it gives you an option whenever it starts to run out. This is on an, on an Android phone. Uh, if it runs out of time, you do have one, one time you're allowed to add extra time. Or after that, you have to go into your settings to do it. Which obviously doesn't take that long, but it is an extra step. And it's also extra accountability to remind you, hey, dummy, you've been on your phone too long. So I have been using those. And if I use up all my social media time, the good thing about that is, is at the end of the day or end of the night, I can't, I mean, I can, but I choose not to turn off my timer and instead um, sift through social media. Instead of sh shifting through social media the whole time, I just go to sleep or journal or do something else, something that's a little bit more like relaxing and will help me to go to sleep. Um, so those are a couple things that I've implemented. I, uh, I didn't really feel so great last weekend. I was getting that really stressed out, like starting to get buzzy again, starting to feel kind of ill. Net didn't really get a full-blown illness. This week was not really the best week, really stressed out. But last night and this morning, I kind of got reminded of like, okay, during that eight weeks over quarantine, I didn't get sick. I felt really good, I was mentally and emotionally recharged. I need to hold myself accountable and make sure that I am providing the time for myself to do that providing the time for myself to recover, to step away from work, to step away from the craziness, to stop making myself so busy so that I can take care of myself, so that I can watch my nutrition, so that I can get in my workouts. And uh, I feel like I'm doing a lot better at all of that. So anyway, just telling a really long story. Um, my husband's taking a nap. That's why I'm speaking really quietly. Um, <laughs> uh, so telling a really long story just to kind of reiterate, take care of yourself. I'm still working on it. I'm not the best at it. I watched my mom her whole life. Not really. Um, she's still this way. She does not take a rest break. And I don't really want to be the same way. I want to make sure that I'm taking time for myself, for my husband, you know, for myself, <laughs> taking care of myself. So you do the same. And um, yeah, you guys go get your lift on.